Hi, I am Joshua. I'm Jamie. And we're going to do, do Daredevil. Daredevil. Hey everyone, we're doing another remote uh, episode because uh, Joshua is way over there and I'm way over here. Yeah, um, what are you doing way over there when I'm way over here? What's going I know. on? It's the distance between us is telling. <laughs> um, we are uh, episode 59 of our ramble through all things Warn Headed. Um, we're going to cover a couple of issues, a couple of little odd um, kind of aside issues almost. There's only, there's little pepperings of. Um, of the main story, I guess you could say the A story that appear in the first one that we're going to cover, um, the first Dead Devil issue, which is one fifty. What is it? It is one fifty seven. Sorry, two fifty seven. Two fifty seven. Two fifty seven. Two fifty eight. I was so yeah. far back. Uh, two fifty seven. Two fifty eight. And then we have a, a, a kind of. It's a cute little. Um, I liked it. It's the. Punisher issue that ties into 257 which is the same story told from that point of view so you have a really nice moment which is you get the Punisher's point of view and then you don't you actually don't get Daredevil's point of view too much I know. which That's is kind of fun bit, I was a little bit disappointed with that I wanted Daredevil's view because in the Punisher uh, uh-huh. comic book you know you hear what Punisher's thinking and how yeah. he's talking about like his strategy as to what he's doing during the fight when they fight yeah but in Daredevil's you don't get his perspective. You get the, I guess, the bad guy's perspective yeah. of who both um, Daredevil and the Punisher are going after. Yeah. So, you know, like back when you know Frank Miller was writing from the perspective of Ben Urich, and then he did yeah. the one of Bullseye. Obviously, those are very famous and ended very well. This one, maybe if the Daredevil book was uh, was um, stood, stood on its own, mm-hmm. and, and that was the only part of the story that we get. It would work a little bit better, but in this case, it was a little bit of a letdown because um, I read the Punisher book first, actually, before mm-hmm. I read Daredevil, mm-hmm. and the Punisher one did a really good job of coming from his perspective yeah. and you know really diving into what he was thinking, what was going on, mm-hmm. and I wanted the exact same thing from Daredevil, but sadly, yeah. we didn't get it. He's like a side character in it. Yeah, well, I think that's what's uh, what happens with the Anaceni stuff is that you get this kind of descent into he's... Um, he's like very apparent personality starts to kind of fade away and he becomes this kind of uh, blank slate almost that you see later on where everything starts to collapse around him and you get less of a sense of him as he kind of vanishes into himself. And it felt like this was partially that and partially also kind of making fun of the idea of uh, the point of view of it being like, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the guy that's watching them fight, which we'll cover when we get to the issue is so... He just keeps saying, you know, this is, I, I can't believe I'm getting to watch this. And I can't believe I'm getting mm-hmm. to see this, which is very much like the, almost like a reader's point of view. And there's a, there's a neat little moment in there that um, you get uh, like a little throwaway moment, which they make more of in the Punisher issue. But also there's like these, it's kind of this cute little thing where the Punisher's dialogue, which is very much coming from him in the Punisher issue, mm-hmm. is kind of garbled by the guy in the Daredevil 
side of it, the, the villain who's listening, and he's saying, oh, he's saying something about this, and he's saying something about mm-hmm. this. And you could almost read the two issues side by, like, the same, yeah, exactly the awesome. same time. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, and that's why I think it would have been great if um, we could get Daredevil's perspective of the fight that was going on. Yeah. And, and kind of go back to what I was saying, that, like, if if this was a standalone issue that was just Daredevil, I think coming from the bad guy's perspective while the fight was going on would have been a little bit more effective because how often is it that you see two big-time superheroes fighting mm-hmm. and they're not the ones doing the talking, yeah. especially at this time in, in comic books. Yeah, yeah. So. I think they even make a, a comment in the Daredevil issue where it's like these guys are always talking or they start talking and it's like they're standing there not doing anything talking for too long. And um, But anyway, this is uh, this is Punisher, which is he's – I think this is volume one of his ongoing series. We had yes. the miniseries back in AE something or other, and this is uh, – uh, 86 or 87 and then you have the punisher on guy and this is issue 10 and um the team is mike Barron writing uh will portachio as a penciler and scott williams as the inca that's quite a uh, formidable art team um mm-hmm. who later go on to do a lot of stuff in the x-men world um, um ken brusenick lettering and john wellington colorist um and uh, one of the things I like about uh, Will Portachio's work is that everyone's necks are really elongated. <laughs> Everyone looks yeah. really like slender, and it's this weird combination of uh, a very slender, tall-looking characters with uh, with incredible muscles all over them. Um, we basically open up uh, the first page opens up with a woman uh, buying some um, over-the-counter aspirin for made by a company called. Zumatrin, I think it's called, isn't it? Or, yes, yeah. it's Zumatrin. They, Zumatrin. Kind of, they say Zuma a lot in the book. Yeah, Zoom and Zuma comes up quite a lot. Uh, the woman takes the tablets because she's got a bit of a headache and then she dies. She uh, drops to the floor. And then we jump over to um, our man Frank the Castle. Newscast. The newscast. Yeah, Frank Castle's watching the newscast and he has that thing, you know, everything is a war. And it's almost, again, it's almost like a, a joke, the level. Like it's it's great kind of his point of view where he's saying, you know, this is... This is a war zone. I am the only soldier fighting in this war. This is war. Um, and you get the quick recap, which almost every Marvel comic does this quick recap. And then, mm-hmm. you know, within a page, it tells you his family were killed during drug deal, during, um, uh, killed by criminals. So he's on a war path uh, to, um, to uh, avenge their death with all crime. And, uh, you know, it's, it's things like he, he talks about how uh, society is, is dizzy, this, this crime is a disease and here's my scalpel and reaches for his gun and he's sitting there and he's trying to w- find a connection between um, these poison tablets, which a lot of people have been dying from. I think it's five people at this point. I can't remember yeah, exactly. Yeah, five. And um, the newscaster actually tells us, they say that, that these pills have been, um, I guess, coated in cyanide. Yeah, cyanide. And... Um, uh, he's trying to find a connection to work out why someone is poisoning, specifically and, and Zimitrin. He's, he's actually kind of struggling with it too. Which yeah, he's hit a couple of dead ends. Yeah. yeah, he's talking about how, like, you know, I I don't really know where to go. It could be this, it could be that. You know, there's um, corruption in this zone. Like, there's so many people that work for that company, but, mm-hmm. you know, I don't even know if this person was an ex-employee that holds a grudge or if it's just random. So while he's kind of meshing through the details, trying to figure out who it is, we find out that um, we find he gets, out exactly who he, it is. <laughs> he gets a phone call, right? He makes a but, phone call. He's phoning. He yeah, phone call he's trying to, to create the, links. So he phones up the Jehovah Witnesses because he wants to see if they, as as people who go around knocking on doors, of uh, right. can can 
uh, give him any leads to any suspicious characters that they might have encountered. Okay. Uh, so we, we cut over to the actual bad guy, who is a guy who is basically just spends his entire life working out by the look Working of it. out, yeah. He has he's incredible just, hair as well. I, yeah, he does. He's got that kind of half comb over, yeah. but with long hair in the back, but kind of balding on the yeah, top. Yeah, he's got a nice skullet going on. Yeah, and this guy is cut. Like, he's buff beyond belief. He's working yeah. out in those little tiny... Um, uh, those little tiny workout shorts uh-huh. that nobody actually wears when they work out. <laughs> uh, maybe they did back in the day, but he lives in this really, really ratty apartment. And we and we get the sense right away that he's a very angry person because mm-hmm. there's an instance where he drops the dumbbell um, on the ground and then his landlord starts yelling like, keep it quiet, keep it quiet. And, and, and yeah. he screams back like, you know, you know, don't make me go over there and kill you. Yeah. Much. He basically pulls out a knife and goes, kicks on the door and says, Hey, I'm, I'm I'll come yeah. over. I'll get, I'll take care of you. I think, what does he call him? Diphead or something, doesn't he? Yeah. And then he goes straight back to doing some some more exercise. (laughs) Um, He goes back into working out. And then what he does is he turns off the exact same newscast that Punisher was watching. So this is kind of happening simultaneously. And he picks up a bottle of of mouthwash. Mm -hmm. And through his dialogue, we find out that um, uh, it's not just pills that, that this guy has... Uh, well, we find out it's him, and and uh, it's not just pills that he's coated in cyanide. It's another product as yeah. well. He said he says that they they're onto the pills, and people are being told to bring back the pills. So he says, you know, the company doesn't just make pills. I can put this stuff in other stuff. His name's um, uh, what is it? Alfred is it? Coppersmith. Yes, and uh, Alfred Coppersmith. Yeah, um, and then there's a knock at the door, and it's his neighbor Cindy who has the hots for him. Um, I mean, why wouldn't you? He's 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 a, he's a buff guy with a great hair. <laughs> buff guy with incredible hair, and uh, she's worried that it might be her breath because he kind of brushes her off and says, "You know, just because we went out for dinner once doesn't mean I'm interested in you. Get out of here." <laughs> and uh, and that's you know that's the she spots the mouthwash that is on the side that he's now planning to start poisoning or has already started poisoning, um, which is made by the same company. Um, we cut over to. Uh, Frank Castle dressed up as Clark Kent <laughs> going to the Jehovah's. I know. I thought the exact same thing. He looks he's, exactly like Clark, but he's he's going undercover at the Jehovah Witnesses. Yeah. I guess their their local headquarters. He's a federal agent, or pretending he's to be pretending a to be a federal agent. agent. Tony yeah, Nolan and Ross. He's, um, getting some information, as Jamie had mentioned, about previous people that mm-hmm. they had run-ins with. And if anyone seemed to be disgruntled or to be angry or mad or just didn't seem quite right, yeah. and they're like, well. You know, I guess we can look into it type of deal. And so they shake hands. He goes off his merry way. Yeah. Um, and so he's kind of put that in motion right now. Yeah, he started to send out the feelers. And then um, Daredevil pops up on the news and he's saying stuff that he'll be saying in his own comic later, which they kind yeah, of cover, which is which kind is of cool. cool. Um, then um, we, we have that same thing of uh, Alfred Coppersmith watching the same newscast and he starts to think about how much he doesn't like superheroes and the... Uh, you know, this uh, the Daredevil was basically saying, "Turn yourself in, and you'll get a fair trial. We'll make sure of it." That's how the law works. And he's like, "Are you kidding me? There's corruption everywhere. I'm not going to get a fair trial." Um, Frank Castle falls asleep. The Punisher falls asleep. He gets a phone call, and it is our friend at the Jehovah's Witness headquarters office, and says there was one person that that stood out. Um, someone went and knocked on the door, and he threatened them quite violently a muscular man who looked like a weightlifter and he mentions that they accidentally repeat canvassed him and it was the second Mm -hmm. time he brandished a knife and appeared to be high on something um 
So Punisher thinks, okay, I'm going to go check that out. And, and this part is great. So yeah. I really like this part. So what he does is he ends up, uh, I don't know how he got the van, but he pulls up in He's a metro so plumbing many van. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? But it's all good. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's his 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 war vehicle, and he just puts different logos on it. But yeah. Um, so he dresses up as a plumber with a baseball cap on, um, and he and he ends up walking into the neighborhood and or into the building. And of course, the lady that's got the hots for Alfred Cindy. is there, mm-hmm. and is like, "Oh, a plumber! Finally! Like I've been bugging the landlord to fix the plumbing for for years, and, mm-hmm. and it's so great that you're here." And Punisher obviously wants nothing to do with her, and he's trying to get away from her. Uh, and, and says that he's going to the weightlifters um, yeah. uh, room. And then we find out that she, he kind of does that help me get the information type thing from her. You know, where exactly is the room? And she tells him. But, yeah. But and she mentions that he's out. out. Yeah, he's not home. Yeah. So she actually tells the Punisher, like, can you come in and fix mine while you're waiting? You know, this would be great. I've been trying for so long. So what does Punisher do? He actually goes in and like uh, declogs her kitchen sink. Yeah, he fixes hilarious. her sink. He's he's a good plumber. Um, yeah, <laughs> didn't he, didn't he do that in the in the um, bu- 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 uh, the TV show? Isn't there a bit where he pretends to be a plumber, or am I forgetting that? Was that someone else? Uh, well, later on when he when uh, he ends up kind of falling for the lady, mm-hmm. um, he, and kind of be- becoming like a, a father figure for the kid. Yeah, uh, he, he's kind of around the house and, and kind of does stuff. Yeah, he does some. Odd, not sure like he pretends there's some car stuff. I definitely remember. Anyway, um, that's on the side. Um, and while he's doing that, she's talking about how much, uh, like how the apartment sucks, how much, uh, um. She likes Alfred, who's a good man. You know, he, he just, uh, he, he never stays out for long because he's always working out. He'll come home soon. And she's got some of the uh, mouthwash. She went out and picked up some mouthwash and she uh, asks the Punisher to help her open it and is just about to test it out to make sure that Take it's not her bread. Take a little swig. And he sniffs it and slaps it out of her hand and said, the mouthwash is filled with cyanide. Um then and at that at that moment, at Alfred that moment, comes home yeah. because we hear the click and slam of his door. Yeah. And so Punisher, without even thinking, just pulls out the guns. Yeah. And like it's like, stay here, lady. Whatever you do, stay in the house. I'm gonna go take care of this guy. Yeah. Um. He he says he's um. What is he? He's a federal officer. Says I'm a federal agent and just stay yeah. here. Yeah. Federal officer. Don't come out no matter what. Um. And he gets his gun out from the toolbox. Uh. He strips out to his uh, Punisher suit and at that point. Alfred's there. He's got a gun. Um, she realizes he's not a fed. <laughs> she jumps. Yeah. She jumps Frank and grabs him after he kicks the gun out of uh, Alfred's hand. And he kicks. He basically uh, kicks the Punisher in the midriff while she. He's dealing with her, attacking him from behind. Um, tries to grab the Punisher's gun. Punisher kicks it out of his hand and chases off. And they jump out onto the rooftop. And then they get into a little bit of a fight. It's not a quick fight because, you know, for all his muscles and all that, he's not the Punisher. He's not like a, right. um, a, someone who's fighting the fight constantly and is, is engaged with superheroes. And um, so, Punish, so Punisher has got him in the, I guess, I'm going to kill you position. Yeah, he says, what, I've got, I've got rights. And the Punisher says, yeah, you've got the right. Uh, you got rights, Mister Cobblesmith. You have the right to go splat when you hit the pavement, and you got the yeah. right to bleed into so the gutter. He, he actually picks um, up Alfred and uh-huh. then puts him up over his head like a wrestler. Yeah. He's going to throw him off of the edge of the roof, and at that moment, who shows up but Daredevil himself, looking wickedly cool, yeah. and simply says, "You know, put him, down. put him down." And then you know, Punisher's like, "Get lost." 
And I love this. Daredevil, without thinking, without like tens of panels of dialogue, mm-hmm. just takes the billy club and throws it and hits uh, um, uh, hits Punisher right in one of the sensitive uh, muscle spots. Yeah, hits him in nerve. like a, his uh, right shoulder uh, just to make his arm dead, basically. Stops his Which arm we're actually pretty lucky. And, and I'm going to give Daredevil credit on this one, Jamie, mm-hmm. that remember, Punisher is literally standing on the ledge of a rooftop. Yeah. And so he drops Alfred. Yeah. So he could have <laughs> easily, you know, if it was a different person that came after him, he could have accidentally dropped the body off the edge of the uh, the roof. But instead, he ends up falling safely on the roof. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give D- Daredevil a point for that one because I bet you anything when he threw that billy club, he he's, like, he's going to hit that nerve at the exact right position exactly. so the arms would collapse at just the right angle so the body would not fall off the roof. Yeah. And impressive. He's he's incredible. <laughs> um, you get the fight, and in the fight, you get all of the the dialogue, the back and forth, them talking, and basically, you know, Daredevil saying this man will go to trial, and justice will prevail, and Punisher saying there is no justice. This guy will be out in no time at all. I should kill him and save everybody a problem. He's a maggot, and um, I'm in the extermination business, and I take care of maggots. And they they have like the classic fight where they both manage to look land a couple of blows they hit each other well but Daredevil basically wins he does win but what I like about this one and what's cool is you only see it in this comic book Jamie yeah. you don't see it in Daredevil is that the Punisher very quickly in the fight realizes this is a huge waste of time yeah he basically we're, says this is, we're wasting yeah. so much time fighting right here so I'm going to do Daredevil a favor and he goes he goes, but he's never going to know what I actually did mm-hmm. to ever thank me for doing this. Because remember, Punisher, just like Daredevil, but in his own way, Punisher is more, you know, concerned with the the scum that's behind him. Yeah. So he purposely loses to Daredevil. Yeah. In this particular version, he purposely loses, which is interesting because they don't mention it in the Daredevil book, and I don't know if the writers worked together to figure that out. Yeah. I'm sure they did. But it's kind of cool that, you know, remember, this is this is a Punisher book. This yeah. is not a Daredevil You're book. You're not going to so lose Punisher, in your own book. Yeah. So Punisher <laughs> needs to be the number one. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to lose, I'm going to let Daredevil win. And I thought that moment was super awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Daredevil, like Jamie said, you know, he ends up winning. And then at that moment, they're like, okay, where's this guy? And um, Alfred's right behind him with the gun. He goes, I'm right behind you right here yeah and what happens is daredevil once again i love this daredevil without even thinking without no talking he takes the billy club again and throws it straight at alfred Mm -hmm. and knocks the gun out of his hand yeah and then knocks him out and swings off now the way that they do it in in the punisher comic versus the daredevil comic i actually prefer the daredevil version Mm -hmm. of this little moment which we'll cover when we get to it but it's kind of cool you know it's basically daredevil swings off and the punisher thinks like that guy is so pompous and arrogant and whatever yeah. i'll take care of it when he comes out because he's going to get released and then i'll save everybody the bother of having to go through all of this again i'll kill him when daredevil wasn't around um and cindy sees him as he's leaving and uh says you know what was happening she says what 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 did he do what did alfred do and he says hey, he was killing people he killed people <laughs> he put cyanide in medicine Mouthwash killed five people, and she breaks down and says, there's no way you could have done it. You're a creep. You're not a federal agent. You're just another creep, a bully, and I'm calling the police. And she just, um, Punisher just leaves. You know, says, uh, what is it? He actually says, he says, like, it's a good thing I don't do this for her or people like her. When you get right down to it, most people are creeps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is 
a nice ending to that portion. Yeah. And now, so yeah, now we're gonna go over Daredevil two fifty seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had a question for you, Jamie. Um, yeah. I I haven't read a lot of Punisher. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always liked the character. Yeah. But most of the time when I've read about him, it's been in other people's books. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, just like in the last issue that we covered in this issue too, it, 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 um, we get some, some internal dialogue of the Punisher, which, you know, it says war journal. Yeah. And then he's, and then he talks about what's going on in his never ending war against bad people. Um, does he actually write a journal or is this all just in his head? I don't think he's, sometimes you see him writing. Okay. So maybe he is writing it, keeping a journal on this. Has there ever been a point where the journal's been found? Um, oh, that's and a good used question. Against him? No, I don't. I don't know. I think there might have been a period, but I kind of fell off with the Punisher. Mm-hmm. I followed it for a while, and then I fell off. And there was, you know, there was the separate uh, comic, the, the Punisher War Journal comic itself, which lent more heavily into it, which I think showed him creating these physical documents but for the most part it was just a way of like it was like you know Captain's Log, Star Date, whatever it was his version right. of that, but. Now, yeah. Pun- now, Punisher, this was his first book, right? This was his first ongoing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and he obviously first appeared in Spider-Man, and then we saw him with Daredevil. But was yeah. he back in the 80s, was he around a lot? Did he pop in a whole bunch of books? Yeah, yeah, a fair few. You know, he, got, okay. he came into uh, Captain America a few times. and Yeah. Cool. Yes. So... Daredevil 257. 257, August of one of those years. 1980-something. 88, are we in now? Yeah, 88. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yep. This was published on August 1st of, of 1988. Yeah, it's a great cover. John Romero. It is a great cover. Right and I do want to point out that this book cost 25 cents less than Punisher. It did? Yeah, Punisher had a price tag of a dollar, and this one has a price tag wow. of 75 cents. Incre- Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the cover's pretty cool, as Jamie said. It's it's just a picture of, you know, it's John Romita Jr. still on that yeah. same creative team. And, uh, and Al, Al Williamson. And Santee, Al Williamson, and uh, John Romita Jr. Mm-hmm. And it's just a cool shot of Daredevil and um, Punisher just in, in, in right at that point where they're going to land some blows on yeah. each other. Yeah, looming large over like the New York skyline. on little tiny Manhattan down, yeah. below, down below. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The Twin Towers between yep. their knees. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, we open with the Punisher on his putting an entry into the war journal in his head. Um, and this is where he's talking about, you know, the only soldier in a one man army. This is my war, my, my, this is war, my war, my jungle. Um, and it's, it's almost like t- taken up, notched up to an nth degree by Anderson. Yeah. She writes it like he is completely at war in his head with everyone and everything. And, uh, we see him, he bursts in on some, um, uh, drug dealers, some manufacturers who uh, he just basically murders straight yeah. away. He just shoots all of them. Um, yeah, classic Punisher. I mean, he, he just kills everybody. Yeah. Asks no questions. He just he knows what's going on. Yeah. He's done his research. He knows these are all bad people that are dealing drugs. So he goes and he kills everybody. Yeah. And I, I do want to point out at this point, they haven't mentioned anything yet about um, the cyanide, but mm-hmm. I guess it's to be understood that that's what he's ultimately looking for. Yeah, is that same guy? Yeah, and this, this is, is just kind of in the middle of his normal, like um, his n- normal, you know, nightly routine of yeah, crime fighting. This is him doing the rounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Th- these aren't actually related. This is just a normal drug stop. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we uh, we see him. I love the way that um, 
John Romita Jr. and Al Williamson draw. People just sort of casually standing. He's got his hip kicked out to one side while there's just all this, these dead bodies around him. And he kind of uh, looks around it. We have a nice little match cut from Punisher looking down to um, Daredevil, who has caught a bunch of drug dealers. And he's actually arrested them all and taken them to the police station. He's got them all it, tied up. It, this is so perfect because yeah. they both did the exact same thing. Yeah. And this is Daredevil's way of doing it with his form of justice saying, we're going to let the courts decide. Yeah. And then you've got Punisher with his form of justice, whereas I'm going to take matters into my own hand mm-hmm. and they can't be reformed. It's better to get this gun off the streets. I'm going to kill him. Yeah. So literally both the heroes were doing, well, if you want to call Punisher a hero, but both of them were doing the exact same thing, doing it their way. And I kind of yeah. like how they, how and it's, it's, it's interesting. It's not interesting, but I guess because, uh, Punisher is a guest in this comic book, but they actually show Punisher doing the act and they just show the aftermath of Daredevil. They yeah. show Daredevil actually doing what he did. Yeah. It, gives it would have nice been cool contrast. if you would have saw Daredevil's, what he did, like in the Punisher comic book. Yeah, that would have been funny. That would have been neat. <laughs> um, we get the moment where he says, you know, the, the murderer that's going around, we get the catch up from a, a newscast that kind of comes in and says, hey, there's someone going around that's killing people and there's all the um, the poisoning of the... Uh, the headache pills and um, what do you think should be done? The aspirin killer, they're calling him. And that's where he gives his speech that we saw the Punisher watching on the TV where he says, you know, turn yourself in. And uh, Alfred Copper, Copper Smith was watching at the same time. Uh, Daredevil delivers the bad guys to Bucko, Bucko Leary, um, who we kind of see in and out quite a lot with uh, Van Sanders. I thought he was, I must have just missed it. I thought he was just calling him, hey, Bucko. Yeah. No, it's like Bucko. You remember Bucko, don't you? You remember him. He's great. Um, he says, uh, hey, do you mind if I go and look at the crime scene of the one of the people that died from the aspirin stuff, I think, isn't it? Um, and he goes and he says, you know, he, he senses some things that people might have missed, like there is, um, um, you know, there's... What is it he actually finds? It's like a, he, he smells fine powder that the fingerprints dusted the bottles for. Underneath, he smells soft cloth the killer used to wipe away his prints. And underneath that, faint, just a trace of oil used by weightlifters. So he knows he's looking for someone who yeah. works out. Um, That's we, a crazy deduction there. Yeah. I we have what type of oil weightlifters use. Yeah. Well, that, it's if, just strictly for weightlifters. If any of our <laughs> weightlifting listeners want to write in and tell us what oils you use, um, that would be great. That would be very helpful. I know just there's don't many. Don't commit crimes in New York or else Daredevil yeah. will find you. Um, we have a little bit of a story. Uh, we cut aside. We see uh, Wilson Fisk in a library just hanging out, being kind of his usual creepy powerful self and mary comes to visit mary pops in and he says uh, i wasn't expecting mary i was expecting typhoid what's going on i think on? this is the actual this is the first time that he actually meets the mary character mary mary all, yeah. all of his previous dealings with typhoid mary have been when it's typhoid mary yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and she uh, he, he puts a hand on her and she says don't touch me and he says typhoid likes to be touched she likes me to touch her and she says no one touches me no one touches me except matt murdoch and he says, get out of here. And she runs. And um, then we cut back to uh, Daredevil. And he's visiting the Zoom Corporation's main factory in Queens. Zoom being the company that's producing the um, the aspirin that's being poisoned. Yeah. And, the and, mouthwash. and he finds uh, one of their engineers. And he's talking to him and getting kind of the lowdown of people that are, have been fired recently or people yeah. that didn't make the cut. So that way he could try to deduce 
Yeah. You know, like if, if it was a disgruntled employee. And we, we, we learned that a lot of people have been uh, losing their jobs through, um, um, uh, what do you call it? The um, well, uh, com- Computers have been showing up and people, yeah. their people are being replaced by computers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, automations okay. happening, massive automations kicking in. Yeah. And they're basically doing a thing where people who once were engineers and mechanics at the plant uh, now have to learn computer programming, and some of them haven't learned it fast enough, so they've lost their jobs, and some of them have right. lost their I jobs. I think you said they gave him about two weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they actually gave this guy a name or not, but uh, he gives Daredevil a tour through uh, through Zoomacorp. Yeah. And um, he ends up finding out that there was an ex employee mm-hmm. who did not make the cut um, because of reasons that Jamie just mentioned. And um, we find out it was Alfred. Yeah. And uh, he was a great engineer, but once they brought in the computers, it just made him kind of go cuckoo because he lost his job and yeah. he, wa- he wasn't able to keep up. Yep. So Daredevil takes that information mm-hmm. and um, decides He says he, to go, he was a, like a weightlifter, really into weightlifting as well, which helps. Yeah, that's how Daredevil's able yeah. to take because he knows he, he smelt that, um, that oil, that weightlifting oil. So he yeah. takes that information and heads over to Queens to go track down... Uh, Alfred. Alfred. Yeah, there's a great line. Um, he sort of says, you know, uh, th- this old guy who uh, Daredevil says, he says, why are you talking to an old kook like me? And he says, you're the most important person in the building. You've been here. You've seen everyone come and go. You probably know more about the people that work here than anyone else. Um, and he's uh, the, the old guy starts to talk about, you know, automation happening. And uh, he says, it's, uh, you know, the, the computers come in. You need a PhD to figure some of this stuff out. Some people were kicked out quickly. And some people got angry and he says, it's like, you know, uh, it's like a, a new bully. A new bully moves in on your block. Um, bully is the title of the, the issue. Um, and he says, uh, how do you fight that? How do you fight when the enemy is technology? How do you fight that? Where do you strike? Who do you attack? The computer? The society that progressed so fast it runs over the little guy? So he's sort of saying, you know, these people are angry and there's a reason why they're angry. They're losing their jobs to this stuff and no one's thinking about them. And they're, being, they're feeling humiliated. And they're all realizes that this guy is a, a prime suspect alfred um living pumping iron in queens we jump over to him doing some weights and uh buffing himself up and <laughs> him talking about how he hates corporations how much work he did for them and it's not enough and it's never enough um and there's a couple of uh there's a couple of great lines i'm trying to remember where they are one of them he says you know there's the um uh the the like the uh cesarean thing of um, I wish my enemy only had one face so that I could smash it, he says. When, mm. um, and, um, yeah, um, we cut over to Mary after yeah. that very quickly. Yeah, we Again, see Mary story. in her Manhattan apartment, and uh, she's still in Mary. She's not typhoid at the moment, mm-hmm. and she is, she's an artist, so she is painting pictures of a dog. Yeah, she's talking about how love is making her happy. And yeah, she's excited to see Matt later, and then at that moment, typhoid ends up kind of... Um, meandering out of her brain and yeah. making the transformation happen. Yeah, we and get the It's a cool little sequence dialogue. where, yeah. you know, Mary doesn't realize, hey, why am I wearing these clothes and doesn't know how she got into them or, you know, maybe she changed on the fly, I don't know. But uh, a typhoid ends up messing up the picture, saying this stuff is stupid, love is, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, it's not real love. But the key the key here, while this whole transformation happens, which is actually really cool because Mary, or typhoid literally like paints crud all over the whole apartment take makes what was beautiful and turns it into chaos yeah and but the the it's, it's a really cool sequence um but what i what i found out here which i wasn't exactly sure about at the moment was that 
she is I knew she was attempting to or wanted to manipulate Kingpin mm-hmm. and and wanted to like, you know, because, you know, she's the alpha. She's yeah. the one that is going to like, you know, be in charge of everything. It, it's her way. It's not Kingpin's way. Yeah. And obviously it's always Kingpin's way. But she is making um, Kingpin fall in love with Typhoid Mary. Yeah. She's and basically saying she's manipulating everything. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't read ahead, but I didn't know that. And I just thought it was interesting because the mission, um, if you guys don't remember, the mission is, is that she's supposed to make Matt fall in love with her. Mm-hmm. And then she's supposed to break his heart and, and for a cool turn, million. she'll get a million dollars for doing this. It was a ridiculous amount. I remember because she it's kept a saying, bucks, yeah. yeah, but in that whole time, typhoid Mary has her own agenda mm-hmm. and she is making Kingpin fall in love with her as well. Yeah. So she's, she's making daredevil and King and Kingpin fall in love with the same, well, I guess versions of the same person. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, it's just clear through her dialogue here. And I think that's really cool because it shows how powerful typhoid Mary actually is. Yeah. She's not just some higher gun. She takes control of the situation and becomes the alpha. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. Um, she leaves the apartment having messed it up, like you said, and then we cut straight to the moment where uh, the Punisher has Alfred Coppersmith raised up, him shouting, I've got my rights, and he says, yeah, you got the right to go splat on the pavement. Um, and see, this is one thing that was a little bit confusing if you were only reading this Daredevil book. Yeah. It's how we got to this point. You know, yeah. how we got to, like... You know, there's even a little little note on this panel that says, see Punisher 10 for that side of the story. Yeah. So it actually skips part of the story. Yeah. But it's kind of cool. This is the bit that I, I really like this. I know you said you wish that there had been more um, from Daredevil's point of view here, but right. it's uh, you just see the two fighting, and it's all from Alfred's point of view. And he's he, he says uh, he has a voice. Um, Daredevil throws the billy club and... Uh, Alfred says, you know, I land on my head. Everything's wobbling and spinning. The rooftop looks like it's melting. When I can focus, I see this clown who calls himself Daredevil. Then you see them. They have a little fight, and then they start staring at each other. And he's saying, they're staring, they're staring. I hear them talking. They're saying stuff, a few warped words between beats. But you have, and it's, it's the artwork is beautiful. You, you yeah. get some, like, you get a sense of these guys using different fighting techniques against each other. I don't know, it sounds kind of stupid to say, oh, this is beautiful artwork of two superheroes having a fight. But it's so... Like the it's way choreographed it's, very yeah, well. It's great. You know, Daredevil punches him and looks like a boxer punching him. And then he goes into another fight stance and hits him. Um, they kick each other. And, and the, whole, the whole time, Alfred's watching it and he's saying, you know, I could just run. I could easily just get up and, and run, but I'm kind of mesmerized by what's going on. It's kind of fascinating to watch these two people who, you know, you hear about and they exist as like these these kind of almost supernatural and superhuman characters and they're having this fight and it's kind of amazing to see how good they are at it and how like how quickly they adapt to fighting each other and how quickly they change what they're doing. Um, the The... The fight goes on and on across five or six pages. It's uh, one, yeah, it's two, a long one. Three, four, five, six, and then you have the moment where they stop, and uh, he says, "You know, I'm taking Coppersmith to jail." And this is the bit I really liked. I think this is the better take. Yeah, than the, so what cool. happens is they say, "Where's Coppersmith?" And he says, "I'm right behind you." And it's it shows it almost like a first person um, shooter game POV where you see the hand with the gun, and Coppersmith says, "I figure I'll cripple them in the legs, cripple them, and run." But old Hornet chucks that thing faster than I can think. So you have one panel, the two characters just standing, looking, 
while the gun points at them. And then the second panel has the billy club just coming straight at you, blocking everyone. And then black. It's cool. Because it basically the billy club knocks him out and he's down. Um, and, you know, j- just to clarify, I do like that, you know, his perspective, Alfred's take on the fight and watching it from a third person perspective. Mm-hmm. I do like that, Jamie. And I yeah. think it would have been more powerful for me if it was a standalone issue. Yeah. And just because we saw the internal dialogue. of yeah. Punisher, I wanted a version where I wanted to know what Daredevil was thinking during this fight, because nowhere in this issue and during this, this fight, does it mention that Punisher is letting Daredevil win? Yeah. And neither, and it doesn't actually show either of them winning. No, it, th- this issue ends in a draw with, you know, with, with them the, facing uh, off while Coppersmith's taken down, basically. But neither of them is is they're both still pretty much like they're basically just standing in front of each other, saying, "Has this gone on long enough? Should right, we right. should we stop?" So it had this? a different ending, like yeah. you mentioned, and. Um, I just wanted to know Daredevil's perspective, but we get one more scene after the fight um, before we, you know, we, we find out how the issue ends Yeah, uh, just with um, Kingpin and Typhoid Mary again. They're shooting some arrows, both incredibly good shots, by the way, Yeah, while the Arranger is kind of there watching. Mm-hmm. I assume it's the Arranger. I yeah. don't know who it is. Yeah, some, some guy with glasses with a with a, another Actually, crazy it's not the Arranger. No. The Arranger always wears a suit and he's clean cut. This is some yeah. other cat. It's just some ar- archery assistant. Um, and you have I the, you, so. yeah, you see a moment of uh, basically uh, Kingpin saying, why did you, why did you let Mary come to me? I don't want to see Mary. I don't want anything to do with her. She disgusts me. I don't want anything. She's not what I'm into. I'm into you. And she says, I thought it'd be fun. You know, I'm just, uh, that's who I am. I, she's a wimp. I can control her anytime. And he says, just remember what I'm paying you the money for. It's, I want Murdoch done. I want it emotional. I don't want a bloodbath. I want. I don't want to see you fighting him. I want him to have his heart broken. I want everything to be torn out at the heart. And she kind of plays around with him and says, uh, "You know, you get more of the idea about like how she's completely in control. She's got Kingpin under her spell as well. Mm -hmm. So you know, I've got I've got Matt smitten. He's ready. He's he's going to dump that stupid girlfriend as soon as I say. So don't you worry. I've already won. I'm just playing with him. And Kingpin doesn't realize that she's playing with him as well. I know. Yeah. Then we cut to, we see Matt and uh, Mary and they're kissing and she's sort of saying, you know, I, I, I just want us to be together. And he says, I've got to let Karen know. I can't be bad. To, he already is, but. Yeah. Know. See, Karen doesn't show up. I know Karen, Karen doesn't show up in this yeah. issue, which is probably a good thing because we'd all feel bad for her. Yeah. But yeah, no, Matt is like being honest with her. He's basically saying, look, I want to be with you, but I have to deal yeah. with this Karen thing first. Yeah. Um, and while they're together, an interesting thing happens while they're in the church, which mm-hmm. Mary says she doesn't like to be in. Yeah. Once they get next to the candles, some of the candles just start to. Ignite. They ignite. Yeah. They, they yeah, start. It's to, an interesting um, uh, little. Yeah. There. So know, you, you kind of, know that typhoid somewhere in there bubbling away. Right. Yeah. Um, then we so have a little one page tie up where um, Matt comes it's in a, and says, I actually really like this, Jamie, yeah. because it's neat because this is remember Daredevil's form of justice is let the courts handle it. Yeah. You should. He, he's telling Alfred, you should not be killed. I know Punisher wanted to kill you. Mm-hmm. And he and this Alfred saying, I'm as good as dead anyways. Or why would I even want to go to prison? Punisher's way might be better. And yeah. Daredevil's explaining to him like, no, this is the way it should be. You know, they'll probably give you life, but with good behavior, you can get parole in like 10 years. And when you're in prison, you can actually learn stuff and then everything. Mm-hmm. And then while he hears this information, he's actually being helped by Matt Murdock. And he goes, Hey, um, do they have books on, um, 
computers in prison? Yeah. <laughs> Daredevil's like, yeah, they do. And then he's like, okay, I'll let you defend me and I'll go your route. So this is a victory for Daredevil. It is. It's pretty cool, actually. I, yeah. I like that that part. Yeah. And that's where that issue ends. Right. And next we're going to go to 258, which yeah. has a completely different... Uh, we have a fill-in issue, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, it's a fill-in. It's a, a completely yeah. different creative team. Um, where we have, I was excited when I saw this because I like Ron Lynn. Oh yeah, Ron I Lynn love Ron Lynn. Yeah, he's doing the pencils, and Jim Sanders the third yeah. is inking, and the writer is a uh, Fabian. Uh, I don't know. I've, 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 we're going to butcher his name. I've never, you know, the whole time in my entire life as a as a comic reader, I've never known how to say it. And in my head, I've always just said Nietzsche, but I think it's a Nietzsche or something similar yeah. to that. Um, uh, Fabian Nechezia, who is a, um, is he Argentinian, I think? Uh, uh, he was another ex-writer, wasn't he? Yeah, he was born in uh, Buenos Aires. Um, and he's known for his work on X-Men, X-Force, New Warriors, Cable, Deadpool, and Thunderbolts. Um, and um, they moved to the United States as a young kid, and he grew up in New Jersey, uh, fell in love with comic books, and... Um, basically started at Marvel, I think. He was a, um, an assistant at Marvel and then worked in the office for Marvel before he started uh, writing comics. Um, his first published comic uh, was in Cyforce number nine, which is one of the, the new universe titles. Um, and um, he started working on uh, New Warriors after that with uh, Tom DeFalco, uh, helped create the New Warriors. And... Yeah, pretty much there. And then took over on some... Uh, he joined Rob Liefeld in co-plotting the New Mutants when they took over on that side of things. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he's been around for a while. He's a, a fine, fine writer. And this is a, 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 a fun story, which is very much a standalone story. It has yeah, no yeah. A story uh, component to it at all. No. Um, yeah. And we see a character that we haven't seen for a while. We actually see a, a couple yeah, of Willie characters. Willie Lincoln. You see Willie Lincoln, yeah. yeah Willie Lincoln, yeah, who... I'm trying to uh, let me tell you when we last saw Willie. You can oh, it's been a minute, it has been a he while. He was the person that was we find we kind of refined that out at the beginning of this mm -hmm. issue or the first few pages actually. So I'll just kind of go through it real yeah. quick while Jamie's looking that up. Uh, he was in the Vietnam War and he ends up making the ultimate sacrifice for all of his uh, his war comrades. There yeah. is a um, grenade that or some type of I'll just say a grenade that is thrown into the middle of um, where they're all standing, Charlie is the one that does it, mm -hmm. of course. And Charlie throws it in there, or so they say, and his immediate reaction is to jump and try to get rid of it to yeah. protect the, uh, all his comrades. And it ends up not happening that way. It ends up exploding, and uh, the debris and the light and everything ends up making it so he becomes blind. Yeah. He, so yeah, in, he, in, in the yeah. Daredevil comic, Dare, uh, obviously, Matt takes a, a liking to him because whenever there's a blind character, yeah. Matt automatically is like, I got to help you. I got to help yeah. you. I this is someone you. who Stan Lee created. That's how, like, it was back in 57 oh, yeah, yeah. or something like that, or 47. And then uh, the last time we saw him was in 59 when he was helping catch bad guys on um, on boats and f pretending right. to fall down stairs because he was blind and then saying, oh, no, I've, I've secretly discovered this secret lair. Um, but, yeah, this, this is... Yeah, so this issue starts with a flashback because Willie's having a nightmare. We yeah, Willie's... We kind of find out that, that the troops, his, his group, whatever you call them, his... Um, 
his platoon in his platoon in uh, Vietnam they, they were, were not all of them were really nice guys. No, a lot of them, uh, I, you know, they're in war. You know, we hear about this and everything, and mm-hmm. and it was a lot of you know, shoot first, ask questions later, and yeah. and just trying to like you know, everyone is the bad guy. Nobody yeah. is good, and yeah. killing innocent people. And they're, they're basically in a in a um a Vietnamese village, and there is one character in particular who is very James. Is James, yeah. James. James is uh, he's getting ready to kill some people, and that's when um, when Charlie, who was the North uh, the North Vietnamese uh, soldiers, um, threw the grenade in, and he went to protect them. But we we learn over the course of the issue that there was um, some questions about who, whether or not everyone in this platoon was doing the right thing, and right. Willie um, uh, Willie Lincoln was was a good guy. Ultimately, he was mm-hmm. he was very much a good guy. And he he wakes up after this bad dream and says, you know, I always have these bad dreams, so I'm going to call someone who was in my platoon, which is uh, Sam. Sam. So he calls Sam, yeah, who uh, lives in Seattle, and yeah. even though it's like two o'clock in the morning, Sam answers the phone, and they yeah, have and he this says, you know, you you having the nightmares again, and yeah, can talk so about Sam it. does that, and while he's on the phone with Sam, this dark creature in the shadows ends up coming out and kills Sam while yeah. Sam is on the phone. He has this really cool weapon. Um, it's like a sigh, but it's it kind of, yeah. uh, it's a dagger that splits into a sigh. Yeah. And so, uh, the, the, the name of this issue is it's daredevil hunted by the bangle. Yeah. Uh, well, it's actually called, I heard the jungle breathe. I heard the, the jungle title breathe. on the yeah. cover says hunted by the bangle. So this yeah. is our first introduction to bangle and, and bangle ends up just, cutting Sam to shreds and Lincoln hears everything on the phone. Yeah. So then, so the next day he, he heads over to Matt Murdoch's yeah. office because, you know, he needs to try to figure out what happened to Sam. Mm-hmm. And, and Bengal says down the phone before he hangs up, he picks up the phone and says in Vietnamese, did the jungle breathe? And, Oh, that's right. Yeah. And he Sam sort of says, too. I heard someone spoke Vietnamese, but I don't know what they said. Um, did so the jungle breathe. yeah. So Willie, like you said, he goes to see Matt and he goes to see Matt who is this is it's funny because daredevil's running across the rooftops and he senses willie below him and says willie lincoln i haven't seen him in a while uh quickly gets dressed as into matt's uh attire opens the door and says willie how are you what's going on perfect timing i was just about to open up and Willie says how did you know it was me and he says oh you're still wearing the same aftershave they kind of chuckle and uh he says what what are you coming here for what do you what do you need and he says well it's actually not you i need i need to can you get in touch with daredevil for me um then we cut to the Bengal. Um, yeah, we kind of. I don't think we origin. ever learn his name, do we? No, they don't no. actually say what his name is. But yeah. it's a really sad little origin story. We kind of get what he's thinking in his head, and we find out that he was a little kid yeah. that was part of that that uh, fam- uh, that the village. village of people mm-hmm. that was being uh, yeah. brutally shot and murdered because they were. It was under that mentality of take no prisoners. Yeah, everybody. and we see James gunning down people in the village, just m- yeah. men, women, and children, and the the soldiers are there, and. Um, and Bengal thinks about how he's going to kill every single one that was in that platoon. And we right, see so that. that's kind of his motive. And yeah. this little flashback ends with the little kid actually picking up a gun. Mm-hmm. And he takes that little psi weapon, which is really cool looking. Yeah. And uh, we find out that Lieutenant Willie Lincoln is next on the list. Yeah. Um, so um, meanwhile, we're, we're, you know, Daredevil, you know, Daredevil's been keeping watch. He drops yeah. everything that he's doing because this is for his buddy Lincoln. He yeah. spends three days just watching Lincoln's... Um, uh, apartment to make sure everything's okay, and he did do his uh, detective work. His reason, or you know, he did end up calling Seattle. He made sure everything that Lincoln was saying was correct. 
They did find Sam's body. So it wasn't like a dream or anything. So mm-hmm. Daredevil's watching. And while he's watching, um, he ends up getting attacked by Bangle. Yeah. And Bangle, this is three days after. And Bangle moves so fastly that Daredevil almost didn't sense him. That's how yeah. good And he was. moves quietly as well. He yeah, says, you know, quiet, this, yeah. he says, I almost think I sense something. And I go to check. And then he goes, oh, this person is good. He says, uh, uh, who would want, hang on, wait, someone moving across the street could barely hear it. Did I imagine it? Or is this person that good? And he jumps over and Bengal comes out and slashes at him and he goes, oh, he's that good. Um, he get, he says, I get thrown a little bit because the the weapons he has are very similar to Electra's side, which distracts me. Um, I've got to start concentrating. Um, they kind of jump away and he's, he's trying to lead him away from Willie's apartment. Um, they get into this fight and then what happens is they're on opposite rooftops from each other. And he says, look, I don't want to fight you. Can we talk? And the guy stops, Bengal stops, removes his mask and just stares at him. And then he says, Lincoln did the jungle breathe and then disappears into the shadows and is gone. And uh, Daredevil thinks his, his accent was Asian, Vietnamese. Um, and he wants to know what the jungle breathing meant. So he jumps in and says to Willie Lincoln, "Tell you need to fill me in on these details. Right. What does he, it mean he, by he the jungle breathing? Give me some answers. So yeah. Willie, what he ends up doing is he tells uh, Daredevil the whole story. We yeah. find out the rest of it. We fi- This is where we really find out that some of his troop were bad people. There were some good ones too, like Sam yeah. and other people. But some of them, especially James, was really bad. Yeah. And, and in the midst of... Um, trying to you know killing everybody and yeah they end up getting on a chopper to get out of there yeah they're trying to extract little, willie because he's injured so they're calling for a medical evacuation right. and then this little boy starts charging them with a gun and he yeah. drops the gun and he actually jumps and 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 uh, uh grabs a hold of the the um the, the skid the, the flat the landing uh strip at the bottom mm-hmm. of the um of the of the helicopter yeah and we find and, out also the pilot of the helicopter is uh james Rody. Oh, really? Yeah, it says roadie. Um, oh, that's funny. I didn't notice that. That's cool. Yeah. So anyway, so this little kid, like, he, you know, he, he's holding on and this helicopter's up in the air. And then this is really starting to bug Lincoln. Because remember, Lincoln never saw any of this because yeah, of his yeah. condition. But he, he heard it all and he tells it and it's devastating him and he's crying. And he tells Daredevil. So, like, pretty much what happened was this kid was hanging down and then James just takes his foot and just starts kicking the kid. Yeah. And then ultimately the kid ends up losing his grip because he's getting beat up by, uh, this is a, and the way that he's drawn by Ron Lim is so tiny too. Yeah. So small. Like he gets kicked off and ends up falling to, he assumes his death. Yeah. But it wasn't his death. Obviously he ends up training and turning into the bangle. Yeah. So we have the, there's even a fight on the chopper as people are trying to stop James from kicking this kid off. Um, who's, slow in the ascent of the the helicopter and we have a moment where it kind of shows the kid falling into the trees to what like you said what we presume is his death but then we cut mm-hmm. to the bengal and the bengal's washing his face and the, the the water runs down his face and looks very similar to the tears that were running down willie lincoln's face um and then there's a moment where um three more days daredevil's keeping watch and the bengal fires an arrow he catches it there's a message this that says, cool. yeah, he says, we're going to meet as a map. Um, it's in um, Central Park Zoo, I think it is, or in Central Park. And he basically goes there and he but says. One thing I wanted to say, though, Jamie, when that arrow was shot at mm-hmm. uh, Daredevil while he's on patrol, yeah. it didn't, uh, uh, Daredevil catches it, right? Yeah. And then he makes a comment. He goes, 
this arrow would have hit two inches to my right. And he goes, nice. Yeah. I like that because he appreciated <laughs> how well that arrow was shot. Yeah. It wasn't a kill shot. It wasn't meant to kill him. No. It was just to give him information. Just to get so the I message over. It was pretty cool. Yeah. So he says, you know, they meet up and he says, I don't want to fight you. There's a great bit where Daredevil jumps out and he says, he, you get the thoughts. And he says, just take it slow. And he, he, he shouts, I don't want to fight you. And he says, oh, great. Doesn't understand English. So you're doing that thing where you talk slower and louder <laughs> um and he says look i know you may not understand me but i don't want to fight i don't want this to be a fight um do you want do you understand and they get into a little fight and he's kind of punching each other and he really and the bengal's good the bengal is able to yeah. hit and then get away and then hit again and he actually gets a couple of slashes in um across daredevil's back and daredevil says you know this is getting kind of dangerous i'm, I'm i can feel blood um and he says, I'm getting tired of being cut. So they get close to each other and they're still fighting. They're still fighting and it's getting difficult. Um, but he finally manages to take him down. Mm -hmm. um, and he takes the the unconscious body to uh, Willie Lincoln's apartment and says, look, we've got to help this guy Um Everything just seems really unfair. I'm gonna. I don't. This, is, this whole sequence is kind of weird, Jamie. Yeah, this is where they kind of wrap it up, and it's kind of quick. And he says, "Look, yeah. what is going on?" Um, and then the Bengal comes too, and uh, starts to wake up. And he says, um, "He says, look, look at this man's face. Look and remember." And he remembers. The Bengal looks and sees Willie Lincoln and remembers he was the guy that the grenade went off in his face. And suddenly he's overcome with shame, and he jumps out the window. Um, and he says he does. He, he, we yeah he kind of says uh, i think he, there's no way he could have survived there were five uh, six stories up and in his condition that drop um and he says what then willie says what happened he says he jumped he saw your face he saw your eyes and he's gone um and he says you know let's get some, <laughs> the dead was like let's get some rest we'll call the police to pick up the body it's fine i know that it was so uncharacteristic of terrible at the end because it's like he doesn't even try to save this guy yeah <laughs> it's so weird, but yeah. So Bengal ends up dying, and that's how the issue ends. Um, yeah, it was a fun little issue. Just it was nice to see Willie Lincoln again. I like him. I think he's kind of a cool character. Yeah, he's but great. Bengal was neat. I liked his weapon. He, I like his fighting style. You know, uh -huh. when he fought Daredevil. It turned out pretty good. Yeah, but but when you're really into the story, like right now, me and Jamie are like, we're right at the like the not even the heart. We're like that that A story, the typhoid. Yeah, Mary, and, and it's getting better and better. Thing. It's getting better and better, and we want to read that. So when a fill-in story comes in, it's kind of disappointing yeah. because we don't want to read fill-ins. We want to read the main storyline. Yep. So, But other than that, that was kind of fun. Like I said, it was fun seeing Ron Lynn draw Daredevil mm -hmm. because I, I, I'm a fan of his. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, overall, it's pretty good. Uh, so the rest of t today, we're yeah. going to go over – We're going to go quickly because uh, – Four uh, – yeah, we'll quickly go over um, – I guess it's uh, three different guest appearances. Yeah. Uh, which one do you want to do? Or actually two guest appearances, one in the Mighty Thor over several issues, yeah. one in the Amazing Spider-Man Annual 22, yeah. and then another little pop-up where he popped up in one of those Marvel Presents books. Yeah, which I, did. I just realized I didn't read that. I sent it to you and I didn't read it. So. Oh, well, I'll cover that really quickly. <laughs> it's, it, it's nothing that you need to worry about. No. So, and it's in issue five of, what's it called? Marvel called Comics Mar Presents. Marvel Comics presents, mm -hmm. um, and it's it's about an eight page story with uh, Daredevil. And what it is is um, it's uh, this he's out patrolling and he finds this guy who is probably like fifteen to twenty years old, 
uh, actually I'll say 15 to 17 because he lives at home with his parents since mm-hmm. back in the day. So, and he ends up getting attacked or, or so he thinks and Daredevil sh- uh, shows up and, uh, you know, wants to help him, but can't find any perpetrators anywhere. Mm-hmm. So he take, he gives him Matt's information and says, call Matt. And if this guy shows up again, I think it was just a mugging. You're fine. Well, the next day while Matt is, you know, doing his lawyering in his offices, um, this guy shows up and he's like, this guy's coming after me again. I need your help, Matt. I need your help. So Matt decides to follow him home to make sure that he gets there safely. And once they're at his house, uh, he goes and he looks inside of his mailbox and he finds a threat. And Daredevil notices, well, this is kind of interesting. There's a threat here and there was no postage on it. So somehow it got into his own mailbox. It's kind of funny. Well, the threat is, is from this guy named uh, Rick. And um, this kid's name is Freddie, by the way. Mm-hmm. And so Rick has been sending threats to him and was the one who beat him up the first time. So ultimately what ends up happening, we find out that actually it's another persona of Freddie. He's got a split personality mm-hmm. just like Typhoid Mary. Mm-hmm. And it was actually – he was threatening himself. And the first time when um, uh, when Daredevil found him, he was going to commit – try to commit suicide because this other evil version of himself was trying to kill him, yeah. kind of, you know, and he was trying to commit suicide, but was unsuccessful. And that's why Daredevil found him in the alley, which was actually near his apartment. Um, and so Daredevil puts two and two together when he finds out the kid's name is Frederick and he goes by Freddie and Rick put Freddie and Rick together. You get Frederick, <laughs> which is his name. And um, at the end, Freddie ends up grabbing a gun and because his dad's a cop, and, and once again, Daredevil throughout this whole thing, Daredevil's like, so "This is not making sense." You know, mm-hmm. His dad's a cop. Why is he not going to him for help? Um, and he finds a gun in the apartment, and he's going to kill himself. Um, or once again, he's not killing himself. Uh, the Rick part is going to kill the Freddy part. Yeah. But Daredevil shows up just in time to save him, and pretty much at the very end says, "Look, you have split personality, kids. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Everything's good." And then walk off into the sunset type of deal. So that, so that was that one. Just a little eight page story. Nothing, nothing too fancy. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, and then let, let's go over um, the amazing, amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Annual. Yeah. Amazing that was Spider-Man. Fun. Annual. It was fun. Um, we have a great cover, which I think is John Romita senior. Um, definitely the daredevil part of it is so uh, amazing spider-man is the the annuals are the first time that they did a crossover summer event crossover in the annuals and it's the evolutionary war which is a character the high evolutionary wants to super uh uh, like start jump uh the the super evolution of humanity to make them all gods so that he can be better than the beyonders um it's a bit of a funky story that basically involves him trying to do something and then getting thwarted at the last minute and um the crossover portion gets kind of a little bit neither here nor there but the the avengers stop him eventually and uh, we learn later on in a what if that everyone would have been really great if he had gone and finished what he was set out to do but that's uh, a sidebar um so we have uh, it's the middle of a drug war which ties to i think the punisher storyline where the punisher is in nicaragua fighting uh drug cartels and this is all tied to that um and we see the, these uh, drug dealers spider-man comes in beats them up webs them up and takes some pictures and then swings by a police officer and says here you go um go to pier seven there's a bunch of drug dealers there to take care of and uh, you'll get a promotion if you're quick off you go and swings away um, and then we see um uh, robbie baldwin who is speedball mm-hmm. um who um, 
I think didn't um, Steve Ditko come up with him? I think he came up with that character. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, and I he's know. he's there with his mum, and he's this is early on Speedball. He's not quite sure. Yeah, he's what just gotten the powers. He yeah. doesn't even know how. To, he doesn't know how to use them. Yeah, so he's scared to bump into people because he doesn't know if his powers are going to activate at that point. His power is that he basically becomes like a pink, like a, a bouncy ball when he's hit, and he's kind of bounces all over the place. And um, so they're they're going to see the. Uh, a couple of Broadway, him and his mama are, are watching uh, Broadway plays and he's nervous because there's a lot of people around. Uh, we cut to a guy called Splitface Flanagan, another crook who goes to where the bad guys were webbed up by Spider-Man and comes in and looks very menacing. And Spider-Man uh, gets home, changes into his Peter, Duds, goes to see Mary Jane. She says, I'm so, I'm so glad you're back home. Um, the news is on. You should you should pay attention. They basically, the news is saying that those crooks, the policemen went there, got there after split face and found all the crooks killed and basically put two and two together and came up with five. And he says, Spider-Man killed him. He was, Spider-Man murdered these crooks. He's the prime suspect, which gives, um, JJ, uh, J Jonah Jameson, the <laughs> biggest happy on. Yeah. He, um, he absolutely loves it. <laughs> yeah. He's walking around giving bonuses out and, uh, just <laughs> smiling. Um, and there's a great moment. Basically, uh, what happens is that, um, Matt, we, we cut over to Matt and he, he's following the newspaper and he says, I don't believe that I've got to find out what's happening. I've got to help Spider-Man. Um, I'll help him as both Matt and as Daredevil. Um, then we cut to the offices. I think it is, is it Ben Urich that's talking? It is. Yeah. yeah. We get, we get a little appearance of Ben yeah. Urich, which is awesome. Once again, I love this. My probably one of my favorite parts of this whole issue, Jamie, mm-hmm. is just how happy J. Jonah Jameson is yeah. that Spider-Man is in trouble again with the press and the, and the law and the yeah. reform. They, they assume he killed so all his drug guys. He's like, this is like, the he, best day ever. Yeah, he's walking around and he goes to Peter Parker and he goes, "Hey, Peter Parker, you know those pictures you gave me, of Spider-Man, were so awesome because you know, like obviously what's going on. I'm so happy. I got a bonus for you. Here's a cigar." Yeah, he says it's one of the. This is the great bit. It's uh, is a special. It's my private brand, flown in special from Pittsburgh, hand rolled by some of the finest ex steel workers in the country. Um, and uh, but yeah, so so Ben Yurk is there, and and he's telling he's, kind of he's giving uh, Peter the lowdown of where everybody's at right yeah. now. Um, and Spider Man obviously realizes, oh oh boy, uh, this is not good. Um, so we cut uh, over we to Kingpin. Cut across. What's that? We cut over to the Kingpin. Yeah, the is, he's following what's going on, and he says that the characters that are involved in some of the earlier things that have been going on with the um, the drug deals going on. Uh, oh, that's where it mentions the Punisher annual. Um, he says, you know, these guys have got some serious arsenal. They're in these uh, suits, almost like Iron Man, almost look like Rocket Red from uh, Justice League. But they're, 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 he says these are way more advanced than anything that people are saying that, that this is coming out, and I've got to find out what's going on. I don't want these people coming into my area right. this is where i make my money and i don't like that this thing is happening yeah um, and it's pretty neat because uh, uh we go we end up going back to pier seven yeah pier and seven. Uh, spider-man ends up you know he, he goes back to the scene of crime and yeah. daredevil's there because daredevil realizes i know spider-man and spider-man is going to go back to the scene of the crime because he's yeah. going to try to figure out who framed him yeah but what I but like he presents so it as he says you know the criminal always get the, the murder always goes back to the scene of the crime to spider-man to see what kind of response he gets right right and it's fun because i like it because spider-man automatically assumes like oh crud here's daredevil he thinks i'm guilty i'm gonna have to fight him mm-hmm. oh no and daredevil's like i believe you and spider-man's like 
Really? You do? Yeah. This is awesome. So they shake yeah. hands, you know, and then Spider-Man kind of explains his deal. And then they decide that they're going to work on it together. They're going to, you know, together. figure One out one panel kill these together. together. <laughs> yeah, together. Yeah. Uh, we get a brief little... Um, we see, uh, to, yeah, uh, uh, Bobby. To, uh, speedball. The, uh, to Speedball, who mm-hmm. we find out he's not feeling good. He wants to go home. Let's yeah, he's, he's basically worried about himself. being knocked yeah. into and turning into Speedball. But th- this, this is this is, is great. Cool. This is great. I, I know. So. I love this part because what's so neat is that J. Jonah Jameson finds out somebody runs in and, and it's like, um, hey, uh, um, the results of your uh, daily opinion poll, they show that the the public is supporting Spider-Man. Yeah. And so J. Jonah Jameson is like, crap, this isn't good. This means we got to find out that we have to make sure Spider-Man is innocent. Yeah, we have to clear Spider-Man's name so people don't support him. So he says, you know, know. whatever it takes, we're going to make, we're going to find, we're going to make sure sure that he's innocent. innocent. Because if people support him, then we have to do him. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Then we, we, we cut back to, uh, uh, Robbie, Robbie or Bobby, I can never remember. But he's uh, he's walking along, and this gang of thugs basically tries to mug him and push him over. And the power kicks in. He speedballs around. He bounces and knocks them all down. And event, and he's trying to get away. He bounces up, so he's up on the wall. And while he's up there, a couple of the um, the high evolutionary uh, soldiers come along and start zapping them and taking them down. And he says, "I've got to go down there and help them." But I'm just, I don't. I don't know anything about my powers. I don't know if they're going to work. I don't know who these guys are. I don't know what to do. Um, we, but he decides to follow him. But he decides to follow him, yeah. Uh, we cut to, we go to Josie's and uh, Spider-Man and Daredevil are fighting. It's so cool. Uh, so fighting they're trying the to get guys, him, yeah, yeah, Daredevil and Spider-Man are trying to get information. And so it starts with the guy being thrown out of a window. Because of course, of course that's Josie's. what happens. <laughs> um, uh, but, oh no, actually... No, what I like is coming up later. Sorry. Yeah, that's the other bar. They go to another bar. Yeah, so we have a quick little burst fight. where they're trying to find information. Then we cut across to, this is great. The Kingpin's there and he's basically saying, you know, this is, this kind of, this, they've captured one of the iEvolutionary soldiers and, they, and he's saying this technology is way beyond anything I've seen. It's very close to some confidential stuff that I've seen about Iron Man. And, he, and the guy's out of the suit at this moment and he says, okay, you're going to tell me everything. And he says... Why didn't you suck a peach, fat boy? <laughs> and, <laughs> and Kingpin smiles and says, "Oh my, you really are stubborn and rude." And he picks him up and he says, "The interesting thing about bones is that you think oh, that they're hard, but they're actually quite this fragile." Is insane. This and he is basically insane. just crushes this guy's ribs in his hands yeah. until he passes <laughs> out. <laughs> the, the, the panel is hilarious because you've got, you know, Andre the Giant hands, right? Yeah. You've got these huge, gigantic hands, and Kingpin is literally holding him by the waist mm-hmm. up in the air with his two hands, and he just squeezes his fingers together and breaks all the ribs. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Amazing. Um, we cut over to Speedball. He's watching, and we see the Eye Evolutionary for the first time, and he's basically saying that his plan at the moment is to activate this machine in Manhattan, which will yes. sterilize all the people who are not uh, able to um, evolve into these yeah, higher they're forms looking for a specific type of DNA that they can alter to turn into, you know, like Jamie said, to evolve. Yeah. And anyone who does not have the proper DNA will end up dying, uh, yeah. getting eradicated, eradicated from this this ray gun thing or whatever that's on top of the Empire yeah. State Building. So um, um, while this is going on, he he the power switch off. So he says, "I really can't yeah. do anything now." So I'm going to phone the police. He phones up and they say, "I we don't believe you. You're crazy." Yeah, they're like, "I don't want anything to do with you." This is you're, a crank you're just call. A kid. What, yeah. what you're saying doesn't make any sense. So Speedball decides he's going to 
he's got to do what he's got to do. He's a hero, or yeah. you know, he, he believes he, he's responsible. So he he goes out and he uh, you know he's going to follow them and take care of it himself. Yeah, um, we got back to Kingpin, who is very much he's he's finished uh, interrogating yeah, we see the guy. That 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 guy's body, like yeah. he's dead. Like see his head down the bottom of the yeah. panel. But he's he got, got all, all the information, information. he needed out yeah. of that guy. And that's where he says, "Okay, listen." To, he says to the arranger, "I need, I, I want to keep my hands clean, figuratively, on this one. So I need you to pass this information over. I know a couple of people who take care of this for me. Uh, make sure that, that um, Spider-Man and Daredevil get it and get me a clean tail, towel, because he's he's uh, beating the guy so much that his hands are bloody. Um, and then we cut to Earl's bar and grill, which is next to Tony's, Tony Joe's, and uh, probably around the corner from Josie's. Um, and this is where they come in. It's a bunch of like thugs that just go out drinking and Spider-Man and Daredevil come in. And that's where they get handed the information. But we have a great little, like a couple of fights. Spider-Man oh very gosh. much the like Steve Ditko. The are so cool in yeah. this. Like, uh, there's a big panel that takes up the top third of the page where you have so many figures in it and they're all like in the middle of a fight. It's like mm-hmm. 20 people all yeah. fighting each other. It's a nice barroom really brawl. Cool. Yeah. They get the information and they head to the Empire State Building, which is where we know that the high evolutionary is operating at the moment, especially he's um, uh, this this uh, ray thing that's going to fire out to to sterilize most of the people and eradicate all the people that, that can't evolve. Um, and we also see Robbie or Bobby or whatever his name is, Speeble there, um, Spider-Man and Daredevil smash in. They get into a fight with the High Evolutionary soldiers who are in the um, the the armor suits. Um, so they're having their fight. While that's going on, Speedball gets out there and he spots the huge transmitting antenna up on the um, the 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 very top, the spire at the top of the Empire State Building. Says I've never noticed that before, in every picture I've seen of the um, it, it, Empire State Building, there's never been that thing. And it's cool because to get you know to get rid of it to destroy it, yeah. he's just gonna he's gonna try to bounce around. Yeah, he just until bounces he can up, hit it, yeah. or at least reach it and break it. So yeah. there's several panels of him trying, and he keeps failing. Like, oops, he goes too high, or he doesn't oh, go high enough. Just a and little then, off, just a little there, oh, a little bit here. And yeah, while that's going on, the clock and he, and the clock's ticking down. He actually down. ends up hitting it and breaking it, and it's so awesome. He is ecstatic, Jamie. He is so happy that he did it. Did it. He's like, yeah. ha He's like, I saved New York. I'm a hero. I did it. I mean, I'm so happy. And he's like, oh, crap. He realizes that because of that momentum on that last shot, he went to that he didn't figure out the landing. Mm-hmm. And he is now going to fall and die off the Empire State Building. So there's a lot of great shots yeah. of him falling. He assumes he's going to die. But at that moment, Spider-Man, you know, flips out the, the web, hits him in the back. Gets him up safely on the roof, you know, shoots him back yeah. up with the webbing, and then Speedball's there, and he sees Daredevil and Spider Man, and he introduces like, hey, himself. <laughs> yeah, you guys are the heroes. And yeah, then he said, and he like, says, "You wouldn't believe you? Uh, I'm one of the good guys too." Um, we have a nice little uh, tying it up where. Uh, the arranger basically says, aren't you worried that Daredevil and Spider-Man are going to put two and two together and and find out at you, which they already have pretty quickly. And he says, aren't you worried that there's going to be some ramifications? And he says, oh, no, don't worry. I've got that covered. I know how to arrange. There's one more thing I want you to arrange for me. And he basically bursts into a split face Finnegan's place and says, okay, here's the deal. You either go and you admit that it was you that killed all those people or you become a statistic and you die. So mm-hmm. off you go. So Flanagan goes, admits to the crime. Spider-Man's innocent. J. Jones Jameson's angry, but happy that he's no longer in the 
doing well in the polls, but angry that he's <laughs> considered innocent and he's just miserable. And um, Spider-Man's walking through the offices and he almost bumps into uh, Robbie, um, who's speedball. And he says, hang on a second, that kid seems really nervous. It looks f- slightly familiar. Um, and then Kingpin says, you know, um, something's happening and I want to be in on it. Um, and he says, but this is the first time I've started to worry about it. Um, then we have a couple of other stories which we're not going to cover because Daredevil yeah. isn't in any it, of them. Th- this, this was a fun issue. It and, was. And it, it seemed to me, I don't know if you felt this way, it seemed like it was a story taken from the, the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, yeah, it was good Yeah, it, it had that old type of feel to it, you know, mm-hmm. which was actually kind of fun because right now we're, you know, we're in a very kind of dark and uh, oh, yeah. druggy type area. This just seemed a lot more fun and light. And, yeah. Um, we, we should mention that we didn't talk about who actually were the creators on the story. Ah, uh, yeah. You, Is that uh, Tom DeFalco? Del Tom DeFalco, yeah. Um, and David uh, Micheline? Uh, Micheline, yeah. Micheline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, Mark Bagley and Mike Esposito. Yeah, some good, some fine creators there. Yeah. Um, well, quickly, I partly because I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but we'll, <laughs> we'll quickly speed through the... Uh, yes. There's three, three, two, three, four, or whatever. Well, How many issues? There's four issues that four issues. Daredevil are in of the yeah. Mighty Thor. Uh, yeah. It's issues 393 three, and... Th- or, sorry, 392, 392. Mm-hmm. through 395. Yeah. And he's really only in the first two. Yeah. And we're not going to go over it very much. Uh, what's no. going on in these books is that... Is that um, Thor is basically uh, Thor a laborer now. He's a, he's a Norwegian uh, laborer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He works and, in the, uh, in the building industry. Attack, and the way that the issue starts out is that, or the story starts out is that um, because Asgard is um, under attack, mm-hmm. uh, they sent um, uh, Hogan, the yeah. Grim, yeah. to Earth looking for Thor so Thor could come back and uh, help them out. Well, yeah. anyway, so this whole story doesn't have anything to do with that because that ends up becoming a B story. Yeah. Uh, what happens on the A story is all Thor related. It's where Thor ends up uh, uh, fighting this character called Quicksand. Yeah. And uh, where Daredevil falls. She's trying to destroy a nuclear plant and he's trying yeah. to get, he's trying to help his boss who's trying to get a, a, a contract to build the offices around the nuclear plant. And he, right. And he's there when she attacked. She, apparently, she was involved in some kind of accident that empowered her. Yeah. And she wants to destroy the nuclear plant because she thinks nuclear power is, is dangerous because it created her as, as Quicksand. Um, right. So where Daredevil comes into the issue is yeah. that since Hogan, when Hogan came down to Earth, he ends up getting brain damage. Yeah, it was so and, violent because they had yeah. to sneak him through because the the Rainbow Bridge, I think, is destroyed at this point. It's destroyed, so, right. Um, and what he does is um, when Hogan sees anybody, they yeah. all look like monsters. Yeah. So he ends up attacking the police thinking they're monsters. And Daredevil's role is Daredevil sees what's going on and he tries to stop um uh, Hogan, yeah. the Grim, and so then they get into a big fight, and literally yeah. for these two issues, it's Daredevil fighting Hogan, yeah. and there's some great fight sequences in it and everything, yeah. but what never actually ends up happening in these two issues is Daredevil and Thor never actually meet. No, no, and it's just the it's the two separate stories going side by yeah. side. Um, like you said, it's great. It's really good, fun, kind of uh, classic Marvel artwork. Um, Ron Friends is doing the artwork and the, the issue I'm looking at. I think he does both of them. But, um, but yeah, it's and, like, and uh, so uh, Daredevil ends up getting, like his main focus is to get Hogan away from the people. Yeah, and so while this is going on, there's like a special police force. That's and coming. he ends up getting him to, um, uh, to the bridge, which is the, uh, what's the bridge? Um, 
Is it? I can't Brooklyn? remember. It's not a Brooklyn. Do you remember the name bridge? of the bridge? No, it's it's got a uh, like a a. Um, a it's the one that leads to Roosevelt Island. Yeah, and there's a cart, and Hogan like is a, jumping uh, on a the sky cart, car. and, and uh, while he's on the cart, um, all the police officers end up shooting at him, and it it, it ends up blowing up pretty much. Yeah, and uh, and Daredevil's mad because no, how can you shoot this guy? And it's funny because like the cops are all like, uh, because he's you know like destroying New York and yeah. Like, killing cops but daredevil's like no 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 something you know <laughs> what have you done you know he you know he just needs the hospital yeah so uh, and then we he has a little appearance in in the in issue 394 where he basically fishes uh hogan, hogan out, of the, out of the water and says you know his heartbeat isn't there he stopped breathing we've got to get him together and he tries to resuscitate him and i think he gets enough back so that he can t- they can take him to a hospital and that's where his involvement ends basically he's shipped off to the hospital um, and then at 395, what was interesting was um, the very last issue that he makes a little appearance in mm-hmm. is that Thor uh, finally finds out that Hogan is on Earth looking for him because yeah. Asgard's at war. Yeah. And he and he finds out that he, he, you know, through the media that he was hurt and is taken to the hospital. And so and, and he knows that Daredevil is going to do it. So we have a little glimpse of Daredevil taking him to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And there is a panel where Daredevil goes off one way. And Thor goes off the other way, yeah. and then they never have any interaction. No. <laughs> so literally, this is a Thor story mm-hmm. where Hogan shows up, causes a whole bunch of chaos, and Daredevil has to jump in the way because Thor is busy and stop Hogan from killing a whole bunch of police officers and destroying all of them. Yeah, York. and no. he does a great job. But but it's a, it's a fun story, and I encourage people to read it because. Uh, let alone, it's just you get to see Daredevil fighting somebody who is way stronger than him. Yeah. So it's and there's a couple of moments where like Daredevil makes a kick and it hits him in the directly in the chest and, and it's like oh almost broke my ankle you know yeah he's like that's like so the, the classic he's like tricking, uh, but kicking Daredevil holds his own and obviously it's the police officers officers end up shooting him down um, but. Daredevil, I give Daredevil the credit on that one. It was yeah. it was him that uh, he was able to save a lot of lives. Yeah, I think you know if you if you if you think about all of the encounters that Daredevil has had with Thor, and there's not been that many. Um, there's the the one from very early on where Daredevil's going around dressed as Thor for no real reason at all, and Thor comes down and says, "Don't do that." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that oh, was great. Sorry, um, he had a he had a he had a, a mask. He had a, a mask to make mask him look like Thor. <laughs> to make him look like Thor. That when he took it off, he had his Daredevil mask. Yeah, on <laughs> it's, it's so great. Um, I do want to say that I was a little disappointed because. I'm a Thor fan, and I, mm-hmm. I've always liked Thor, so I was really looking forward to reading a Thor and Daredevil story. Yeah, yeah, because they haven't they haven't that much. That. They they have that one encounter where he says, "Don't do that." They have the one. There's a brief one in um, uh, Born Again where he sees him, where the, the fight in in Hell's Kitchen where um, Nuke has destroyed everything. And wasn't there the one where Daredevil saved the world with his billy club hitting that machine uh, when they were in Madison Square Garden and uh, Thor, it was the Avengers, wasn't it? And Daredevil. Yeah. yeah, but I don't remember if Thor was in... I, he must have been, but... It's really... It's few and far between. Their, their, their interactions have been like either from a distance or Thor basically saying, please don't do that. <laughs> so right. It's, uh, it, it's a shame. And, it, and the, the streak continues, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they, they walked near each other in this one. Right. Uh, so, so next week, mm-hmm. uh, or not next week, sorry, next episode, we're going to yeah. go over, um, my, one more. of my favorite Daredevil yeah. comics. I'm excited to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a long time ago, uh, Jamie got me, uh, uh, as a gift, he got me a, um, 
uh, I think it's issue 259. Yeah, mm-hmm. he got me a 259 signed by uh, John Romita Jr. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'm excited to talk about these two, but we're going to talk about 259, 260, and 261, yeah. as well as uh, Punisher War Journal 1 through 3. Yeah. So we'll be able to talk a lot more about Punisher, yeah. which I'm excited about. We'll have a look to read, see if he's right. I haven't read too much Punisher stuff. So. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, he kind of dips in and out of the War Journal stuff. War Journal was, was great, and I think it's Jim Lee. I think Jim Lee does the artwork mm-hmm. very yeah. early on, so... You'll be happy with that. He's your favorite, yes. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, that was fun. Yes. We should do this again. Yeah, we should do it. We've done 59 of these. Yeah, let's do more. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So next, uh, th- this was 59. Yep. Um, next episode will be episode 60. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's like if, we, if we've done, every time we talk about this, we probably do like a more than an hour on all of these so that's probably oh, like yeah, 80 hours of us waffling on about this stuff oh, out there. i'd say 90 hours yeah. they're usually at least an hour and a half exactly sometimes they're longer <laughs> so if you have trouble sleeping yeah <laughs> listen <laughs> subscribe to Jamie like <laughs> anyway we will talk more um from all, right. all the way over there you've been joshua yes uh i'm joshua yeah, uh, you're supposed to say, and you've oh. been Jamie. I was trying oh, something different. Jamie. Sorry, I should have Jamie. told you. Anyway, you're Joshua. You're Jamie. And we and just we did, did Daredevil. Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs>